you know any places any Sega nerds hang out around here? Welcome to the Sega Nerdcast, episode 120. I'm Chris, the editor of Sega Nerds, and with me this week is my trusty pal, Graham. How's it going, man? Hey, it's all good. How are you doing? Not too bad. I'm actually doing a lot better now that I have electricity again. Um, <laughs> it's kind of a weird thing uh, that you take for granted, uh, electricity, um, because we we live up here in New Jersey... And I don't know if um, I don't know if if it was reported in the news all the way out there in England, but we had uh, a big storm come through, and it it poured like snow like I've never seen before. It was insane. Like just for probably about a good hour and a half, it started snowing really, really bad. And I was actually upstairs because I had gotten off work a little bit early. And I was doing some writing for uh, for Megavisions and, and working on the website. And I started hearing the sound outside my window. And I was like, what the hell is that? And I opened up the my, uh, my window and I realized that it was trees and limbs breaking <laughs> off outside. And it was just the most crazy sound I've ever heard. And, uh, and so I sat there watching it for about five or ten minutes. And then... Uh, I go back to work, um, uh, and a few minutes goes by, and I hear this really loud, high pitch, like squealing noise. And I'm like, "What the hell is that?" And I look out, and I see that a limb has fallen on the power line in front of my neighbor's house, and it's on fire. <laughs> I'm like, "Holy shit!" Whoa. Yeah, and and so I yell up to my wife, and she comes up. And she's freaking out. And then all of a sudden, there's just a, a huge explosion. And <laughs> all the power in the neighborhood goes off. And uh, and so from that point on, I think it was Wednesday afternoon until Saturday afternoon, we were without power. And mm-hmm. it sucked. It was really cold. Uh, I, I went and got a, a kerosene heater uh, for the, inside the house, and that was the only thing that we had to heat up the house. It was so cold. Oh, man. <laughs> um, so, yeah, long story short, it, it sucked really bad. I think there's still a few thousand people in New Jersey uh, without power, and so uh, hopefully they'll be able to come back on here really soon. Uh, but man, it, yeah, it was a really bad storm. We it ended up having, uh, about three trees in our backyard fall completely over. And so it's going to be, it's going to be a big undertaking just to clean everything up. Um, I haven't actually gone all the way back into the woods yet to see if anything has fallen back there, but just in my immediate backyard, um, yeah, there's been, uh, three trees that have fallen, which is actually not bad because, I, I wanted the, the backyard to be a little bit more open without uh, more trees back there anyway. So uh, it kind of did us a little bit of a favor. But uh, other than that, man, it, it was not fun. Man, yeah, we, um, we, we've we had snow over here as well in the UK. Um, 
and people have been going, oh my god, it's crazy, it's like Armageddon and stuff, but it's not been anywhere near as bad as that. Like, it's really, especially where I live in the southeast of England, it's not actually been that bad. I think it's been worse up north and in some other parts, but where I am, we, it snowed for like two or three days, and it was quite good. It wasn't too deep, it was like, ah, oh, but people were, people were like panicking and complaining and stuff, because we're just not <laughs> really used to snow over here, it's really stupid. Like it snows enough, often enough that it shouldn't be a problem, but it kind of is. But yeah, our snow is nowhere near as bad as that. That's that's, that's how it is in Texas too. If if you <laughs> get like a half inch of snow, everyone freaks out. But up here in New Jersey, I mean, but if you go up further, like in New England, like New Hampshire and stuff like that, they get pounded with snow, and it's they don't even blink an eye. Like they'll yeah. get a, a couple feet of snow, and they're like, oh, okay, whatever, and they're still driving and going to school and everything. Um, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's, it's stupid. My mum said that when she went to the supermarket, like in her where she lived, like people were panic buying bread. They're like buying like five loaves of bread. And the snow wasn't bad at all. And she was like, "Where were they going to put it?" Like, <laughs> she yeah, didn't have space to store five loaves of bread. She's like, "It'll go off in like two days." Like, Every time there's a scare of a, a hurricane out here, that's what happens. Like everyone runs to the store, buys up everything. You can't go get anything. And that's what ended up happening here, too, is we went to... So the, the next morning after we lost power, we went to uh, we went to Lowe's. It's kind of like a home improvement store. And everything was sold out. Like, generators, no, none of that stuff was there. Uh, space heaters, they were, they were all out. We were able to find... Like, there was only two kerosene heaters left, and we were able to get one of them. And thank God, because if we didn't have that, we probably would have had to go stay at a hotel or something. Yeah, but um, but yeah. So uh, that was crazy. Um, aside from that, I went to this uh, this monster convention here in uh, in New Jersey called Monster Mania, and I was really really excited for it because they were uh, they were going to have some pretty cool people there. Uh, Paul Rubens, who played Pee Wee Herman, was going to be there. Uh, Tim Tim Curry, uh, a, a lot of the kids from the It movie were going to be there. And I love then Tim Curry. Oh yeah, Tim Curry's awesome. Yeah. And then also uh, the uh, man, I for, well, I'm forgetting her name now. But anyway, uh, Elvira was going to be there. Oh yeah. Too. I can't remember her her actual name. But uh, so yeah, so we had to go do some errands and stuff, and we we brought the kids with us, uh, Odin, Isabel, and Caitlin, and they all dressed up. Uh, it was really cute. Isabel dressed up as a witch, and Odin dressed up as a skeleton and uh they were really really excited odin was super excited to go see peewee uh or paul rubens because he loves the peewee herman movies he just he has this <laughs> he loves them he watches them all the time it's really cute i've never um, actually seen one i know who oh, i know man. who he is and stuff but i don't think he's ever big over here but i know who he is and stuff um those so, movies yeah. are so good it's yeah I need it's, to watch one. Yeah, you really should. They're they're really really good. Um, the new one, his new one was on Netflix like a, a couple years ago. Oh yeah, was that is that a different actor though, or was that the same guy? No, 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 it's the same one. Oh. It's, what's weird is though they kind of CGI'd his face a little bit to uh, make him look a little bit younger because he's getting up there in age now. Yeah, because I was thinking this guy looks quite young, but surely the original Pee Wee Herman's getting old. But okay. right, yeah. Um, and so anyway, long story short, so we get there, we get there a little bit after lunchtime and it was just insanely packed. Like it was literally the, it, it, it was at this, uh, at this big hotel 
in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, and we went last year, and it was pretty busy, but it, you know you had room to walk, and it wasn't it wasn't that bad at all. But we get there, and it's just shoulder to shoulder. There's nowhere oh. to move, and they end up. Uh, we get there, and that's when they announce that they're stop selling tickets. So we literally couldn't buy tickets to get into the show, and we're walking around, and uh, and you know we're pretty upset and bummed out because we just I, I wasn't expecting it to to be that packed. I mean, I had gone the year before, and there was probably triple the amount of people there were this year compared to last year. Oh. And then I start looking on the Facebook page, uh, the Monster Mania Con Facebook page, and people are just like insanely angry because you had people that had bought so in what ended up happening is they oversold the tickets they sold too many tickets uh yeah. for the amount of people who were legally allowed to and safely allowed to be how, in the building how do they do that surely when they book the venue they're told how many people they can exactly have. yes yes so they i think it was just some form of incompetence because you know you probably have the same thing in in england there's like a fire marshal uh, mm. And there's a, a, a number of of people that are safely allowed to be in a building, yeah. a public building at any one time. And once you reach that capacity, you can't let anyone else in. So you would think they would say, okay, you know, say maybe it's 2,000 people. I, that sounds like a lot, but just say that. Once you sell, you know, like 1,800 tickets, you know, when you account for your staff and guests and everyone else – you think you'd cut it off at that point, but they just kept selling them. So what ended up happening, though, is that you had people that had had bought advance tickets online, like months and months in advance, oh. that had come in, and because they had gone over the amount of people who were allowed in there, they had to turn those people away. Oh. So, and these people had driven, you know, hours and hours away. You know, they they weren't just locally; they were coming from out of state. And then what was even worse is you had people that had come like early in the day and had bought full day passes. They would go outside to go smoke or go uh, to another section because you actually had some some areas you had to walk outside and stand in line outside to go and get uh, some autograph signed. It was super cold outside, so that in itself was kind of crappy. But they would try to come back in because there was too many people inside the building, they turned those people away too. <laughs> so you're there like, I'm sorry, you left the building, you can't come back in anymore. Uh, it was the oh. biggest shit show I've ever seen as far as conventions go. Like, I've never God. seen it this poorly ran. It was just, it was bad. Uh, and so, yeah. Like you left your kid inside or something, or like you've got like your wife and another kid, and you go outside with one of your other kids or something to get an autograph, and then like you can't get back in. It's like, like my, my yeah. kid's in there? Like, what the hell? I, <laughs> like, yeah, at that point, I would be like, I'm going in and get my kid, and we're leaving. But yeah. Um, yeah, it was just, I've, I've never seen a convention that just poorly ran. Uh, it was just, it was really, it was really bizarre. Uh, so anyway, we left and I, I was thinking, you know, like, we'll just come back to tomorrow on Sunday because it should be way less packed. Um, but after the fact, you know, after I got home and everything and started thinking about it, I just had such a poor taste in my mouth for that. And I was like, you know what? I just, I, I don't even want to go back, you know, like yeah. I just, I'd rather just not go back. Um, you know, like I love horror movies and everything, but you know, like I, I would be, just as fine if i didn't go there again and i you know it's just 
It's just, yeah, it was bad. I, so I bet a lot of people are going to be, especially the people who pre like book tickets and, you know, they didn't get in. They'd probably be like, Man, fuck these guys! Never going back to them again. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah, I don't ridiculous. know. Oh, there's a, there, and there's a couple other horror conventions throughout the year too. So I, I think what I'm going to do is check out some of those next time and, um, and just not go to Monster Mania convention anymore. Yeah. Um, but aside from that, I ended up, uh, I picked up World Series Baseball 2K2, Woo-hoo. which is a, a Dreamcast game, obviously by Visual Concepts. Those fine. Uh, ladies and gentlemen over there. Uh, the reason being is that uh, I'm sure you heard, Graham, and we'll talk a little about it a little bit later on in the news section, but this was uh, just recently came back. Uh, they brought the online functionality yeah. back on that game. So uh, I thought, why not pick up uh, World Series Baseball 2K2? It's a game that I've been wanting to get uh, for... Uh, it's, it's a game I needed to add to my collection, I should say, Yeah, for a while now. And uh, so I haven't yet played it. Uh, I don't even remember playing this like back in the day. And so um, yeah. it'll be fun to get back into that. I'm and, not even sure we got it life. over here. Like a lot of the 2K2 games we didn't get. I think we got like an NHL one and maybe one of the NFL ones. But uh, in fact, I think I own the NHL one. But yeah, we didn't get we didn't get this one. I don't think. Oh, oh, you know what? Oh, that leads me uh, to something else. I didn't put on the outline, uh, but I meant to talk about it. Uh, I think by the time this article or this uh, this podcast is is published, my article will go live. Uh, so I'm undertaking a uh, a quest of sorts, Graham. Oh, um, do tell, do tell. Be- beginning today, I'm uh, setting out to try to collect every North American released Dreamcast game, officially released Dreamcast game, I should say. Uh, in one year, that's the, the, the time limit I'm giving myself in, in one year. And, uh, <laughs> I, I, w- I really want to see if I can do it. Uh, it's going to be, it's going to be really hard, uh, to, to keep, you know, accruing and, and finding more and more games, uh, every week. I, I figure I haven't specifically done all the math yet. Uh, but I already have about like 50 or so games, maybe 60. I, I have to count again. Um, so I have a little bit of a head start there, but I think I'm still going to need to average about three to four games a week to wow, be able to okay. get it. Uh, and so it's, 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 it's going to, it's going to be tough. It's not yeah. going to be easy. And I'm going to try to stay away for, or, or stay away from just relying on eBay and buying stuff online. Uh, because what I want to do is I want to get, you know, I, w- I want to get out there going to uh, flea markets, going to retro game stores, going to yeah. conventions and things like that uh, where I can actually have more of a story to tell. So the idea is, is every week, like probably every Sunday, I want to write a new journal entry uh, and, and update people on how this uh, this kind of quest is going. And I'll, I'll do a new journal entry every week. Uh, talk about the new games I got and any interesting stories related to those games or how I picked them up. And maybe I'll, I'll start integrating some some video into it as well. Cool. Uh, and then maybe do some YouTube stuff as well. Yeah, if you so can like, we'll record see. yourself going to these stores, to maybe even talking to like the owners of the stores a little bit or something. I don't know. Like, just, hey, how's it going? Like, Yeah, yeah, something. Maybe yeah, I'll... Uh, yeah, maybe we can do some, uh, like before we go in and maybe we could, you know, we'll, we'll do some, you know, like talking head style stuff. And then we go in, do some recording there. And then we'll talk about, 
the games that we picked up afterwards or something. So I don't know. It's, it's going to be kind of a working project, but I just wanted to do it. I think it would be a fun kind of challenge to see if I can actually do this in one year. I don't know. That's cool. Yeah. Go for it. Woo. Yeah. I'm going to go for it. So yeah. what does that include things like, uh, like games that came packaged with like a peripheral, like Seaman, for example, came with the microphone. Um, or somebody amigo with the maracas do you need to get both together or can you just get the game when it's on i think i could just get the game uh and without the peripherals there's probably not a lot of games so i already have c-man with the microphone okay uh and i don't have somebody amigo um, mm-hmm. but i know the maracas can get pretty expensive yeah, but I think if as long as I just get some, the the game itself, I, I'll count that. I don't think I need necessarily yeah. need the peripherals. That's I'm not also going for any variants or anything like that. Um, the biggest stipulation I have though is that I want to have every game complete in box. So okay. it's not just disc only. It's not going to be missing the manual or anything like that. Like it's all going to be complete. Like you would have bought it, you know, the, brand new essentially. Cool. So, because I, I I have like maybe twenty or thirty other games that they're just disc or partly complete, and so yeah. I'm basically just putting those to the side and saying, okay, I'm going to go back and find these, um, and I'll, I'll I'll get the complete in box version of those. Cool. So that'll be a fun thing. So sweet. All right, enough yeah, about me, Graham. What have you been up to, buddy? Uh, nothing really interesting. It was my mo- it was Mother's Day today in the UK. Um, and it was also my dad's birthday on the same day. Uh, so I just oh, did a little thing with them. Um, nothing much else really. Uh, just, uh, just putting finishing touches on the last Kickstarter, Kickstarter funded issue of Mega Visions and then, uh, working on future stuff for Mega Visions. So yeah, still can't really talk about it right now, but, uh, quite excited. Eee. <laughs> yeah, I went through, uh, I've been going through the kind of the last edits on the magazine, seeing all the design and layout and stuff, and uh, I'm really, really happy with this issue. Uh, Graham, you, I think, outdid yourself this issue. You <laughs> you wrote a lot of content. Yeah. Um, you always like to uh, do something where you surprise me. Like, you don't want to tell me what you're writing about, and you don't want to tell me, like, how many articles you're writing until I actually go through and and start editing the magazine. I'm like, what the hell? I, I wasn't even expecting this article yeah. to be in there. But it was really good. Like, I, there's a lot of, of really interesting uh, Dreamcast-related tidbits in there. Um, some of the stuff I already knew about, but it was still just really interesting to go back uh, and read it over again because it's stuff that I hadn't thought about for a really long time. So, you know, even though people who are, you know, really hardcore, you know, in the Dreamcast scene... It may not necessarily be new news to them, but I think they'll still get a kick out of going back and, and reading some of this stuff um, from way back when. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm hoping. Yeah, and anyone who's new to the console and stuff uh, m- might get a bit more information and stuff out of it. Because I'm, I like, um, I'm, I follow the Dreamcast Junkyard on Facebook and stuff. I'm always seeing people like posting up, like, "Hey, just got my first Dreamcast and stuff. Recommend any games or whatever." and so yeah, I'm hoping a lot of the content will, will be interesting, especially to those people, and you know, um, yeah, and to just re- people who own the Dreamcast, really. <laughs> so big, big long-term fans. So yeah, I think anyone who's into Dreamcast, this next issue, you should get a good kick out of it. It's very Dreamcast-focused, and that's intentional. We we planned that. So yeah, exciting. 
Yeah, I'm really excited about it. And, and like you're saying, we have uh, some really, really exciting and big things in store uh, for kind of the future of, of Megavisions. I'm really excited to share some of those stuff. But um, uh, it's not the time to do that just yet. But mm-hmm. uh, maybe in the, the coming weeks to months or so, uh, we'll be able to do that once issue six is out in the wild and we fulfilled all our Kickstarter commitments then we can kind of move on to uh, the next phase of Megavisions, and I'm really excited about that. Yeah. Woo. Cool. So, moving on, Chris, what have you been playing? What have I been playing? I've actually been playing lots of Dreamcast this weekend. Uh, it's been funny. I mean, I've only really had a day and a half over the weekend or so to, to play games, uh, because Friday, you know, or Saturday afternoon, we got our power back on, but... Um, today I've been playing some Shinmu 2. I've uh, been trying to kind of uh, whittle away at that game uh, because, like I said a few uh, podcasts ago, I hadn't, I have not completed Shinmu 2 yet, uh, and I feel like I really need to do that. Um, but I finally f- completed Disc 2, uh, mm-hmm. so I'm now on my way to Kowloon, uh, which is really exciting. Uh, I'm. I, I remember going there, getting to that point, and I, I can't remember how farther I went originally when the game first released, because I played it quite a bit back then. Um, but this is probably the farthest I've gotten since then in all the other times that I've played it. And I've probably gone back and replayed it maybe five or six times over the years. And so this is the farthest I've, I've gone since then. Um, and again, I'm playing the Dreamcast version, uh, so this is the European uh, version uh, with the Japanese subtitles. Um, I own the Xbox version, uh, and I still have my uh, uh, my new Xbox 360 that I ended up buying, so I could play it. And then that's you know when I realized yeah. that I had <laughs> Shinmu 2 on Dreamcast, so I didn't actually need to go out and buy it in the end, uh, but I did it anyway because I'm an idiot. Um, but I think what I'm going to do though is I think after I finally complete the Dreamcast version, I'm going to want to go back and replay the Xbox version just to hear those cheesy ass subtitles and all the other stuff and, and just kind of see some of the differences that they made. <laughs> um, I will say though that the voice acting in the Japanese and in, in European versions, uh, the Japanese voice acting is, it sounds really good. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's good acting, but just the, the, the Japanese voices sound really good to me. Yeah, I think, I think that I prefer the Dreamcast version partly because of that. I just think, I, I don't, I guess because I, I don't speak Japanese. As you say, it could actually be terrible Japanese acting, but it just seems better. It doesn't seem as cheesy when they say stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Have they said if they're going to, uh, give you the option of having Japanese and English voice uh, acting for Shinmu 3? I I feel like they have. I can't quite remember. Uh, it sounds like they said that they were going to, but now <laughs> I don't remember. Um, but that would seem to be a, a really smart thing to do, right? Just give you the option to have both. Yeah. Um... Oh, God. Uh, Are you trying to find it? Yeah, I'm trying to find it now. Um, Maybe they haven't said uh, whether they're going to do it or not, but I, I definitely think that it would be a good thing to do. 
I kind of feel like we, we might have reported on this recently. <laughs> That's all right. Sorry for the typing noise. I'm just going to quickly do a search on SegaNerds.com. Check it out. The best Sega website ever. Uh, oh, see. speaking of which, um, I meant to talk about this before, but we underwent a little bit of a like a facelift on Sega Nerds while Graham is, is searching. Um, it's been some stuff like basically that's been on our to-do list for a long time on the website. Um, we finally went, went in and uh, updated some things. Uh, like we, we now have a grid-based background uh, in the main part of the, the website, uh, which it's meant to look like the Master System background, the grid-based uh, in the Master System box art. Uh, I think it looks pretty good. Uh, then we've uh, also updated our navigation bar at the top uh, with some snazziness. So now when you hover over like the news or features, it drops down and it'll show you actually different types of articles that are in those uh, sections and uh, those sorts of things. Uh, I think we've uh, and just little odds and ends really that we've been updating. And I think overall it just makes the the website look that much more attractive. Uh, there's still some other updates that I, I want to do that are more long-term uh, that will take a little bit more work. But uh, I think I think where we're at right now, though, I, I, I really like the way this current version of the website looks. It's I think it's pretty damn sexy, Graham. Yeah, I, I think it's always... Uh, yeah, it's always good to have a nice little uh, update and a little fresh lick of paint, and that's sort of kind of... So, like, the functionality hasn't changed too much. Like, uh, it's not like a whole different thing, but it's... Uh, you've added in some cool little features, and, yeah, I think it looks a little bit... Sa- more Sagery, I'm going to say. Yeah, and I think that's what we were really going for. Because yeah. before, like the, the basically the main column was just all white, and I never really liked that. It was, um, you know, it was just kind of bland, I guess. And just it's something. It's it's funny how something so simple as just black squares in the background <laughs> can make it feel like more Sega, uh, like um, yeah. It's it's interesting how just something so so tiny can I think make it look a lot better. Um, but it is uh, a lot better, I think. So, uh, but now I'm I'm done, kind of trying to waste time. Graham, did you find the answer? I can't find the answer. <laughs> I've, I've just gone actually to the campaign um, website now to double check. Um, I feel like they did announce something like this, but now I, I literally can't find it. So, there's probably yeah. someone out there listening. They're like, "You idiots!" Yeah, probably. Of course like, they did. Yeah. Oh dear. Okay. Um, Outside of that, I've been playing Seaman uh, mm. with uh, with my daughter. Uh, I I was it was funny because I don't know how we got on the subject of Seaman, but uh, I started explaining it to her, and she just started laughing at the whole the premise of the game. And so I told her I said we have to play it tomorrow uh, whenever we get some time. And so this morning before she went to work, we sat down for about an hour or so and, and played it. Uh, and it was it was really interesting because I've forgotten completely how to play Seaman. You know, like how all the the buttons work, all all that stuff. So she was actually holding the controller. I was looking through the the manual and, and explaining all the different uh, you know buttons to to press and how to do everything. And so we got all the way to where we were able to hatch 
uh, about five or six seamen uh, and started talking to them. The problem is, though, is that my internal battery on my Dreamcast is uh, is dead, and so every time I turn my Dreamcast on, I have to update the the, the date and the time yeah. and everything. And so we did that. Uh, I made sure to update the, the date before we created the game save, so that when we eventually, when I eventually up you know upgrade my or uh, put a new battery in, it'll all be fine. And so we played it uh, for about an hour or so. We and she really enjoyed it. She really liked it. She wants to keep playing it, which is which I'm really excited about. But later on in the day, I decided to go and play it again. And I guess I put the wrong date or maybe the wrong year in when I put it in. And so I started the game up, and then I hear Leonard Nimoy's voice. He's like, "I'm sorry to tell you, but the seaman is dead." <laughs> and the whole screen it was really weird cuz i've forgotten it but the whole the whole main screen it's like all overgrown cuz you have the seaman sign you know uh but it's weird when you come back to it after not playing it for a long time because it's all overgrown and the the sign looks all rusted it's just really it's it's a really neat uh kind of touch to the game yeah. um and uh that it's that that is just one of those really really special games to me that uh and I was I was explaining it to her that I was playing that game when we were living in Montana uh back in like 2001 2002 and she was like you know 2 or 3 years old and now she's you know 18 she's going to be 19 this year and it's Whoa. just crazy to think that I was playing that game when she was like 2 2 years old uh, and that's when I was like really, really into to playing it. And now we're playing it together, seventeen, eighteen years later. Yeah. Or it's pretty, it's pretty nuts. Wow, it makes me feel old. Yeah, it makes me feel quite old as well. <laughs> Man, I've actually never played Sea Man. Um, I own the what? Japanese. I own the Japanese version, but I've never actually played it or popped it in or anything. Oh I my god! Played gosh. a tiny bit of Sea Man two, and I hated that. But I. Th- think i did that for other reasons um i think seem the original seaman seems more enjoyable to me and it'd be great to listen to lemon ne- leonard nimoy's voice in my ears but i oh. need to get the the english version as it were you definitely need to man it is yeah. it's probably in my mind it's one of the most special games on the dreamcast it's so yeah. unique there's just nothing nothing like it which is one of the things that's helped set the Dreamcast apart from everything is just that it's it's so unique. Um, I, it's not my favorite game, but it's probably the most unique game on the yeah. Dreamcast. I think. Yeah, I'm not. Even, I'm not. Do you know what? I'm not even sure if they released it in Europe. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know if they did or not. But I'll tell you what. If they didn't, next time I go, uh, you know, I'm going to be going Dreamcast hunting. So I'm going to keep my eye out. I'll, I'll try do. to get you a seaman. Do you have the microphone already? I do, actually, yeah. Okay, um, so you don't need that because they, they sold them in two different yeah. packages. They sold one with the microphone included and then just the, the game itself. So um, I'll, I'll, I'll wh- whichever one I find, I'll pick up for you and uh, I'll send it to you. Awesome, yeah. I just went to the Wikipedia page and it was released in Japan and America. And then Japan got a Christmas version as well. Uh yeah. Oh man, I'd love so to play not, that Christmas not version. Not in Europe, which is annoying, but yeah. Oh, it came out on PC as well. Or 
What? Oh, no, it was no planned. Way. It was planned on the PC, but it was cancelled. Never mind. That's ah. too bad. That's anyway. too bad. Anyway. Yeah. So we're still in what we've been playing. What, oh, you, what on, have you been yeah. playing, Graham? <laughs> wow, sorry. I, okay, very briefly, I haven't been playing anything Sega, but I recently picked up Rhyme. Um, uh, actually, it's, it's part of that, you know, Xbox has got that, like you can play 100 games for a month or whatever. I, um, it's, I've actually subscribed to that briefly, and Rhyme was in there, and I've always wanted to play it, so I thought I'd give that a try. And it's a pretty cool game. Um, do, you know, do you know much about Rhyme at all? I got it on the Switch, and okay. I played it a little bit, uh, but not that much. Yeah, so for those who don't know about it or anything, it's like a 3D uh, puzzle platformer. Um, so you've, you're kind of like on a desert island, and it's like, there's not really any talking or anything in it. It's like you kind of just got to go off and sort of explore and work things out, and you sort of solve puzzles like... Um, uh, like at the start of it you sort of touch these different statues which uh, unlock a part, new pathway and stuff and and then like later on you can open new doorways by looking at, at things in a certain from a certain angle and it magically unlocks a doorway and it's kind of cool and the graphics and stuff are it's one of those weird things where the graphics are really good but they're kind of basic um mm-hmm. and, uh, and i've played it for an hour or so and then i kind of got stuck <laughs> and then i kind of like got a bit annoyed because it's a bit like just running around don't sort of roughly knowing what i needed to do i found like a doorway i needed to open but i couldn't open it i couldn't quite get it right and then i was like must be doing something wrong must be missing something so i was running around trying to explore and just um yeah uh kind of got a bit bored so i sort of stopped playing and i haven't picked it up since um i should probably go back to it but it's one of those games that you there's no real indication of what to do next uh, which is really fun so it's really good when you work out what to do but um it can be a, a frustrating thing when you've just sort of got stuck against a wall. But it's one of those games out. too that just kind of puts you in the setting without really telling you what to do. Yes, yeah, and I, I love that in games and stuff. Like um, I do and I don't. I, I, I. It's funny because I get really frustrated, and Nintendo's really bad about this, uh, where they just hold your hand and all you want to do is get in the game and start playing but it's like every little step you take it's like oh do you know that if you want to pick up a an item you press the a button and then to yeah. do this you press the blah 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 and it takes forever to actually get into playing um but this game is is one of those it's like on the way other end of the spectrum where it just really <laughs> you're just there and you have to figure it all out for yourself yeah. which is kind of fun uh, to do an experiment when you have the time to do that, but uh, sometimes I just I don't <laughs> I don't have the time to just fuck around and and figure out you know all the 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 different ways into interact with things and, and what I'm doing because I don't even think there's really any sort of a, like a quest marker or anything like that, right? I mean, it doesn't Not really exactly. tell you what you're supposed to be doing no, or where you're supposed to be going. At the start of the game with the statues and stuff, you do see these like pillars of light just like scattered around, which you can, which that's how it all works out. I need to go to those pillars of light, but it doesn't really, it's kind of subtle. It doesn't really indicate it. There's no like camera angle change to say, hey, go over here. It's just like they just have to be there. And it's like, oh, well, there must be something over there. So I just ran over to it. So yeah, you kind of, it, it doesn't really doesn't hold your hand at all. And in fact, I remember getting stuck at the beginning because so I had I saw where one of the statues was. We had to go in the water, and like um, you had, had to climb on this rock. 
but you can only climb onto like up like up ledges and on rocks and stuff at certain points and like the texture of the rock is slightly worn out to indicate this way you climb up but i didn't realize that i didn't even notice it so i was swimming around this rock thing trying to get up in different places but i must have missed that bit and i was like i can't get on here obviously so i swam away and then about i found some other statues and then i was like okay i've got one left it's this one there must be a way and then i like i was like oh there it is but because i didn't know about that i kind of didn't do it originally i could have done it straight away if they told me but but it's kind of good as i say when you work stuff out like that out you're like oh yeah cool awesome um but yeah i mean i'm enjoying the game but yeah it got i got stuck and kind of stopped playing so i'm gonna pick it up again and carry on i reckon but uh let me know yeah. what you think about it because it's one of those games that i bought and i played it for like an hour and i haven't played it since so if yeah. you end up really liking it let me know okay will do good so all right let's finally get out of what we've been playing <laughs> that's i think that might be the longest what we've been playing on wow. record ever <laughs> yeah but uh, let's get into the newsstand, and why don't you take us in with the first bit of news, Graham? Cool, yeah. So, um, Sega and Nintendo, I guess, uh, announced that Fantasy Star Online 2 Cloud is hitting uh, Jap- the Japanese Nintendo Switch store on April the 4th. Um, so, yeah, Fantasy Star Online 2, uh, Cl- Fantasy Star Online 2 Cloud is basically Fantasy Star Online 2 um but it's actually uh, like in the cloud, as it were. So it's a streaming game. Um, so rather than downloading the game to your Switch, um, you you stream it basically. And yeah, they've announced it's coming on April fourth in Japan. Um, and also, it's going to include uh, like a tie-in with uh, Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. So you can get um, uh, like a Link costume, uh, like get his sword, his shield, and I, by the looks of it, on the vid- on the trailer, it looks like you could play a Zelda as well. So that's pretty cool um yeah uh it was really weird because i did i did watch the the trailer and the trailer just looked like a zelda game to me like it's i I, like it that's all it showed was just zelda fighting or i'm sorry link fighting enemies that you see in all the zelda games and yeah it it was like to in my mind like there was nothing that i saw that was like oh that's fantasy star it was oh that's a zelda game yeah at the very start there's like one fantasy star character who's like jumps in the air to attack like a dragon and then when the dust clears it's suddenly like links there and it's just showing link off fighting so yeah you just instantly forget it's it's fantasy star online 2 uh, it's just a weird yeah it's it's weird because the the two universes don't seem that they would be at all similar you know because yeah. you have fantasy star which is all sci-fi and futuristic uh, and lots of technology and machines and all these like weird energy around it, uh, you know, because you just go up and and interact with these strange discs and and like monoliths and things like that. That once you press the button, they interact, open up, you know, like energy doors and things like that. And there's really, I, guess, I mean, I guess you see some of the stuff like that in, in, in some of the Zelda games, yeah. but it just seems like Zelda's set in, like, the more of the past, I guess, you know, where it's yeah. more of a, 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 more of a, like, a natural and, and simple universe. So it yeah. just is a kind of a weird collaboration. 
Yeah, I guess in Breath of the Wild, actually, you know, the the, the shrines, they do have a kind of futuristic vibe inside You're right. the shrines. Yes, but, and that's why as I was, like, talking yeah. about it, that's when I was like, yeah, you know, I guess, but most of the other Zelda games, I didn't really see that yeah, in, Yeah, they're more medieval sort of style mm-hmm. fantasy things, and but I guess even though Fantasy Star Online is a futuristic setting, because um, you can get characters that use um, sort of, like, laser swords or even just some real swords... Um, in the games, you do kind of get that almost medieval style fighting system. So I guess it kind of works, but it is a bit, as you say, yeah, it's kind of weird. <laughs> but it's kind of cool for anyone who wants to play on the Switch, or should I say rather Japanese gamers who want to play on the Switch because it's still not been announced for the West yet. Right. So um, that le- led me, that was going to lead me to my next question, Graham. Like, what do you think there's any way this game is going to make it outside of Japan? Or I should say, to the West, because other fantasy star games have made it outside Japan, but just not released in North America or Europe. Yeah, it's um, at this point it almost feels like no, but yeah, and I, I'm wondering as well. This this called brings make, makes me raise a question: Why have they made it so that it's a cloud based game for the Switch? Like, do you know if there's any reason why they've done that? Is it because it's like a big download that maybe this, like the internal memory on Switch wouldn't be able to do it, or like I don't in, know, like or is, oh, yeah, I don't know. It's a weird thing. Or is it because because the Switch is region free? Does that mean that having it on the cloud means that they can control who's playing it? If that makes sense. Yeah, that's a, that's actually a good point I'm, I'm not sure about that I, d- I don't know also like how much of an impact that might have for people who like to take their switch on the go and use like wi-fi hotspots and that sort of mm. thing i don't know if it's going to be more demanding because it's it's constantly streaming content versus you know you're playing an online game and maybe you don't have to stream as much data um i don't know um it's it's that's an interesting uh yeah because idea I, I'm wondering, like, what's the minimum uh, megabits a second you need to actually stream the game efficiently is, because if you remember when we used to play on live back in the day... Oh, yeah. (laughs) um, And I had broadband, but it was really crap broadband in the house, in the place I was renting, and I think I could only get roughly about five megabits download or something ridiculous, um, which was fine for basically browsing the internet, watching videos online, and... um, like playing games online, but when I actually came to streaming games, it was a pain in the ass and it was really bad. So, um, to be fair, you had like a two point one, you know, megabyte download in it, connection. It was five. Then. It was five. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was normally five when I looked at it, and I was like, "Ooh, yeah, that works." But no, it didn't really work. So, yeah, I don't know. But now, you know, now nowadays, most people, I guess, have. You know, like I think we're on fifty or so, or seventy over it, like at the moment or whatever it is. But but I guess Wi-Fi hotspots though tend to be limited. Like normally, if you go to a Wi-Fi hotspot, or at least in the UK, I don't know about in America or Japan. But over here, like a lot of Wi-Fi hotspots tend to be a lot more restricted. You can't really get sort of seventy mm-hmm. megabits download and stuff on them. Interesting. But yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll wait and see on this. Um, I, I don't personally see this coming here at all. It's just too weird. Uh, I just, you know, I, I don't imagine that a streaming Fantasy Star online game would be uh, all that popular or, or work mm. at all. I just, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it could do it, but 
I don't know, man. I just Sega just doesn't seem like they are interested in bringing this the series out to North America <laughs> and the West. It's just yeah. it's so frustrating because they still certainly have the fan base and the audience there to support it, but they just I don't know for whatever reason they just don't yeah. care to and, care to do it. So and they're clearly trying to get more and more people to play because they've released it on like four major platforms now. Um, mm-hmm. So, <laughs> like, at some point, you know, people in Japan who want to play the game, they're going to have it by now, you know. <laughs> right. They, if they've got a PS4, PS Vita, or PC, or a Switch, you know, they can get it. And if you don't want to play the game, you probably wouldn't get it. So bring it over to the West. There's lots of people over here who want to play it, you know. <laughs> I don't know. I just... Oh, dear. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Uh, next up, uh, so Sega is has revealed uh, one of their next uh, kind of big arcade titles that's going to be coming up. They they were at the Amusement Expo International in Las Vegas uh, about a week or so ago, where they showed Transformers Shadow Rising. Mm. This is a sequel to their last uh, Transformers game. I think that one had a Bumblebee cabinet, if I if my memory serves me correctly. Um, this one is modeled to look like Optimus Prime, and the game contains about four levels in a sit-down arcade. Uh, I think that it's uh, fits in a 55-inch screen, so it's a pretty big screen that you're in there playing with. Um, not a lot of details so far. They did show it off, and there's some video out there online uh, which you can see, but. Uh, some of the details is that it has fixed controllers. Uh, players can use a brand new hyper energy tech lever to either tactically destroy multiple enemies at once or defend against difficult enemy attack moves. Uh, and then Sega's uh, Paul Williams said that we are very proud to be working with Hasbro on Transformers Shadow Rising. The blockbuster Transformer films have been a hit with fans around the globe making this iconic brand a worldwide phenomenon. With the new Bumblebee movie debuting this holiday season, we think Amusement Expo International was the ideal time to launch Transformers Shadow Rising so operators can have the game in time for the film's release. And Shadow Rising is going to be shipping to arcades this May. So it's actually going to be uh, here pretty soon, in a couple yeah. of months. Awesome. So I did play the uh, the first uh, Transformers arcade game by Sega. Did you get a chance to play that? Yeah, I've, yeah. I've, I, 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 I've only released one other one because I played. One yeah, one, I played one like last year, and it was, it was really good fun. Really enjoyed it. Um, so yeah, looking forward to this one as well. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it too. Uh, we'll see we'll see what happens. Uh, hopefully there will be. Uh, hopefully there'll be an arcade around me that gets it. Uh, I know that there is a new arcade that opened up like outside of Philly and it's geared towards more Japanese arcade games. Uh, so I, I've been really wanting to make it out there, uh, to get to, to check that out. I, I can't remember the name of it offhand, but, uh, definitely want to do that, uh, here in the next few months and hopefully they'll have this, uh, when I get out there. So awesome. Yeah. That'd be cool. You want to take the next piece of news? Yeah, let's do it. Um, so, um, Sega's revealed, uh, the plans for the future of Sega forever. Um, the good news is it's not going away um, because uh, I, th- I think some people might have noticed that there hasn't really been any releases or updates to, like to the Sega Forever games since last the end of last year, like December time. Um, 
so it, it seems like you know we're we're three months in there hasn't really been any releases so it's like oh well, what's happened um so we're promising at least one or two releases a month and we've gone three months without anything but they basically said that that they sort of looked at all the sort of stats statistics and stuff and like the data and it looks like people are enjoying uh the games that were sort of tuned for ios and android more than the um, emulated games um so they're sort of trying to try and commit to looking at um bringing more games that are sort of natively coded for ios and android rather than emulated um i think i know i think it's it's been publicly publicized that you know uh the emulation wasn't so great on a lot of games especially at the start they have tuned the emulation quite well though a lot of the more recent games have been running perfectly fine um but yeah they're looking to shift focus slightly so like they talk about like, like games like crazy taxi and uh sonic the hedgehog one and virtual tennis were released natively for ios and android and those games seem to have picked up more traction they've um, got more followers more players um i think more regular players as well as the key thing that they're looking at so um, i wonder why that is yeah i'm not sure especially virtual tennis challenge because that game is shit <laughs> Sorry, Sega. That yeah, like it's, so, nothing, like it's nothing I, like Virtual Tennis. It's just a bad, bad mobile game. Um, but why would they keep both versions of the game out there? Why wouldn't they just remove the other one in favor of the Sega Forever version? Well, they that's kind of what they did in a way. They they well they 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 had the they coded it natively for iOS and Android, and then when they brought out Sega Forever, they repackaged the games, so they are actually the yeah. same game. Um, so there's not two versions out there. There's just the one, basically. I guess okay. So what it, I, I guess I already had those games downloaded on my phone and my iPad, and then Hello? I downloaded the Sega Forever ones. So maybe it's just because I had already downloaded it; it didn't replace it or something. I don't know because I definitely have. There's several games that I have two versions of: the original one okay. and the Sega Forever one. So. Okay, that's weird. Yeah. Um that's good because if you got the original one that shouldn't have adverts in was the Sega Forever, Forever one exactly does. exactly um, yeah um, and I can never get it to update correctly either you know how it's like oh just refresh your purchase and we'll remove the ads I try that for every game and none no. of them work correctly oh, no. that's not good yeah and so I mean it's not it's more of a nuisance it's not a huge deal or anything um, but it's just one of those things where I'm like oh I know I bought this game but it's not removing the ads. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, that's a bit weird. So, yeah. So, what do you... I mean, so how do you feel? Like, do you... How how does this make you feel about the future of Sega Forever? Uh, it's, it's... It's... I don't know. Well, for one thing, I should actually point out, they have said they are going to continue working on emulated titles. And they've got a few lined up that they're kind of... They've said are surprises that we haven't been expecting... Um, and so they are still going to release those emulated titles, which kind of was the fun ide- aspect of Sega Forever that I like the idea of, because the idea of emulating games should mean that they should be easy to be able to bring, you know, Mega Drive, Master System, you know, Game Gear, and well, they're talking about Saturn and Dreamcast games as well, to mm-hmm. mobile phones, which is awesome. So this whole native coding thing sounds like it's going to take more time, but the native coding games do tend to work a little bit better. Um so I don't know it just seems like it's not going to be quite as um, 
well, it's not going to be updated as often as, as as I imagine they they originally planned, which is kind of a bad thing. But if they can get the games right, that's good. Um, yeah, I'm I'm not sure. I'm I, again as always. I want Sega Forever to succeed. I want it to be great. So if this helps it make it better and makes it a really good strong service, that would be fantastic. Like if they can commit to one game a month or something, that's good enough. Right. I'm happy with that. They don't need to commit to two games a month as they originally planned. Um, it'd be great though to see not a Mega Drive or you know Genesis game being released. Like I'd like to see. I even like to see Master System or Game Gear games coming out because those consoles are seriously underappreciated, especially these days. I mean, Sega fans love them, but there's some fantastic games on them. Um, you know, like getting to play the original Fantasy Star games, for example, or um, I'm trying to think now. My brain's just gone dead. Oh, no. <laughs> I think, though, that just people want games that they haven't been already playing before. Like, they mm. haven't been playing it on their phones before. It seems like every release is just the same game repackaged in a different way. And so people are just waiting to get, okay, like, give me something I haven't been able to play yet. You know, give me... Um, Oh God, I don't know. Like even just from the Genesis time, like give me something like you know, like Boogerman or something, or Earthworm <laughs> Jim or something, something like that. You know, like something that they haven't been playing a ton of already. Because um, I think even the Shining Force games have been released uh, on mobile um, at some point. But, yeah, but um, except for the Game Gear one, they could release the Game Gear one. Oh, Sword of Hydra. That that yeah. would be cool. I I would like that because that yeah. is actually a really good game. Um, but yeah, just stuff like that. I think that's what would get people excited for it again. Just don't keep rolling out these games that we've already had before. So that's, that's the one piece of advice or one thing that I would say that I think they should uh, consider. And I'm sure they are, but yeah. So yeah, yeah. but yeah, think here, here we're still looking at that Sega forever. We're still excited for the, for it to, ha- for it coming out and the releases and, uh, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's see where let's see where they go. Let's see where it takes us. Sega. Next one. I do. I do. Oh, um, so we hit. It, I, I talked a little bit about this at the top of the show, but World Series Baseball 2K2's online functionality has been restored more than 15 years later, thanks Ooh. to the works of Dreamcast Online Mastermind. I'm going to butcher this. Shuo Shuoma. How do you say, yeah, Graham? That that'll do. I, I can't <laughs> nailed it. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, I don't know. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how to say it. Um, but uh, yeah, so he did some whatever, some Shawoma magic, and made this game online again. I have no idea the 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 details that go into that. Uh, I I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, so the the sirs are back online and people can go back and start playing uh, 2K2 again, which is pretty cool. Uh, so in order to do that, of course, you do have to get a Dream Pie kit, uh, which you can buy from, uh, wow, it's Dreamcasts. Oh, Graham, oh, help me it. here. Help me here. Dreamcastlive.net. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to help me there. Um, Dreamcastlive.net. You can go there and uh, buy your whole kit. Uh, it's super easy to set up. Uh, I'm, I, I, I love it. Actually, I, I logged in uh, quickly earlier today uh, on Fantasy Star Online because I was hoping that I could entice some of you guys to jump on with me because I finally got a Dreamcast keyboard. 
I was really oh, excited man. about that. So now I can chat and I don't have to go through those uh, ridiculously long, you know, uh, typing in the virtual keyboard on with my yeah. uh, controller. Um, and so I was hoping to do that, but then no one was there. So I was like, all right, whatever. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited uh, about this. Like I was saying earlier, it's just, it's just a neat thing to do. Um, I, I definitely want to, uh, to play this game online with some people. The cool thing about, uh, Dreamcast Live, though, is that you log onto their website and they have a schedule of games that they play. So you can look on there and say, okay, when is the next time a lot of people are going to be logging on, uh, to World Series Baseball 2K2? And you can find when that's going to be and then you can play at that time and that way you'll actually have a lot more people to play with. Yeah. Um, so, which is kind of cool. Yeah. And, yeah. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I've tried to go to a few of them and I've missed every single one. <laughs> it's really, it's like, uh, I just can't find the time. It's really annoying. It's, it's I know what you mean. I always end up screwing up the, uh, the, like the, the time, <laughs> like calculation. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Cause it's, it's like, I don't know what the, it's like the, the GMT time or whatever. Yeah, it's just uh, like UK time zone. I, I can't figure that out for the life of me. <laughs> um, I, I'll never be able to do it. That's where um, I am, man. Just just work out uh, my time. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I guess uh, he he went and made a poll and asked, like, what other 2K games do people want uh, to be online next, uh, which is pretty cool. And so, uh, I don't know, are, are any of the Virtua Tennis games online already? No. Well, they, don't, they didn't have online play, did they? I thought they did. Did they not? Well, not in the well. I don't know. Maybe in America they did, in Europe they certainly didn't. Um, that's, uh, I thought they did because that would be awesome. Oh god! It's, I typed in Virtua Tennis Dreamcast Online, and there's all these just weird play Virtua Tennis Online DC Game ROM vizd.com. Uh, <laughs> I thought uh, surely 2K2 Virtua Tennis 2K2 would have been online. Well, I don't know. Oh, one second. My internet's only gone really bad. Why is that not working? Did I... they just call it Tennis 2K2? Did they really take the Virtua out of the name of that? Over here, it's Virtua Tennis. Yeah, uh, I thought it was always Virtua Tennis, but then then on, on IGN.com in their 2001 uh, review, it's just Tennis 2K2. Really? Yeah. That's not a different game, is it? That's not like another. So it's made by Hitmaker. Oh. That's uh It's um. Can you go to Dreamcast Live? Because it's not working for me right now. Is it? Are you going to .net? Yeah. It's not. No, we just started talking about how great it was, and it's, it's an amazing site. Go there right now. It's so good. Every, everyone's on it. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> it's well. over. It's overloaded. Yeah, I think it might be overloaded at the moment. It's too sexy. That's the problem. Um, there's actually a list of the games on um, DreamcastLive.net, and it tells you what's online, what's offline at the moment, what they're working on. But it also tells you what online functionality each of those games has. So there are... Oh, good, it's loading up now. Good. Um, so, yeah, it actually tells you um, what, what... So some of them don't have... Like for example, Vanishing Point, which is one I just scrolled down to, 
that has leaderboards but doesn't have online play but they're sort of getting all those games back online anyway no matter what they have um so some of the games don't have multiplayer but they do have like leaderboards um so let's see if virtual tennis is on the lift uh Uh, i'm looking here and it says it does not have online play okay there we go son of a bitch yeah, I thought I thought it so, didn't. That's, <laughs> well, yeah. that screw that then. So um, maybe one of the NFL games if they're not online already. I would like to see that. So cool, awesome. Yeah, yeah. All um, right, um, let's go to the question of the week. Ooh, ooh. And here we go. What Sega game do you want most in your collection, and why? Um, and. I will. We, we we posted this on Twitter, and so here's some of the uh, replies that we got. At Psychic Drive says he would want most a set of Planet Harrier arcade cabinets because we've never received a port of the game. Mm. At Longwood Geek said it used to be Star Control complete in box, but I found it yesterday. So congrats <laughs> to him. <laughs> Finally getting the game that he always wanted. At Hypersonic Fan says Sonic Generations because all the modding capabilities. Mm. Um, which, I mean, they've been practically giving Sonic Generations away on Steam for years. I mean, you could get it for like 50 cents during the. Yeah, like, I, I think we've given sales. it away a few times over the years as well. I'm sure we have. I mean, so yeah. it's. I mean, as long as. Just go buy it on Steam, man. You can own it easy, like for less than a small French fry from McDonald's. You can go get Sonic Generations, <laughs> probably right now. Um, Sega will pay you to to buy the game. So, uh, our friend uh, Scotty uh, at Scotty Mofo Show says, "Still don't own Burning Rangers. It's the only Saturn Sonic Team game I don't own. I know it's not great, but I need it. Okay, I need, I, need, I need to say one thing here. You're wrong. It's a f- freaking great game <laughs> i love burning rangers <laughs> okay is it down to your own opinion it's a personal opinion but i think burning rangers is an amazing game i've it's, never played burning rangers oh it's it's again it's one of those games that's so unique you kind of have to play it but it's, it's a 3d game you're, you're rather than like shooting going around with shooting enemies you have to basically tackle fires in like these sort of futuristic buildings and you've got like a jet pack so you can sort of do the double jumps to get up to higher layers and you basically rescue people and when you put out the fires, you get these old crystals which help you you teleport the people to safety. But it's really good. There's kind of like a story that interweaves throughout the different levels. There's only actually four levels in the game, or is it five? Four or five levels. So it feels kind of short, but once you complete the game and you go back, it all the levels change. So it's different every time you play through it, and you can unlock different characters and stuff, and it's actually a really cool game. You can find different routes. And it was one of the first games I played where it had like full voice acting. And you actually, if you get lost in a level, you you press a button and the, you've got like this lady who communicates with you over the thing and she goes, go back, go right and stuff. And like tells you sort of directions to go, which is kind of brand new back in the day. I've never seen anything like that. So Burning Rangers is great. <laughs> it's, uh, I don't know, I think, it's, I think it's a game you kind of have to play. Basically. I have a feeling it's super expensive. It probably is now. I picked it up when it originally came out, so I got it for like forty pounds or thirty pounds, whatever it was back in the day. So I'm again thankful that I I got my Saturn around that time because if I didn't, uh, yeah, I'd be spending a lot of money in these games. But uh, yeah, I think personally, I think it's a great game. I think it's. I'm surprised that he said it's not great. Most people seem to love it. Like maybe 
Maybe I need to go back and play it again. I haven't played it since it came out, really. But, hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, you probably play it again. You're like, this game sucks. Yeah, probably. But um, <laughs> as far as I remember, it was great. And I, I, I'm happy in my ignorance. Slash, it's still great. Yeah. <laughs> At Oracle, Taku says, Ill Bleed for Dreamcast. It's just too damn expensive and hard to find. Which is weird because a couple of years ago I picked it up off of eBay and I got it for like twenty bucks. Oh, it wasn't cool. it wasn't that expensive, but I, I I did see that it was starting to go up in price, and I think I just got a lucky auction or something. Yeah, uh, and I, I got it for fairly cheap, um, but I still hadn't been able to really play it like I want to. Um, yeah, do you own Illbleed? No, I, do you know? Again, it's one of those games I don't think was actually released in the UK, which is really. I remember seeing it in the magazines. And I remember seeing mixed reviews about it. Um, uh, yeah, it wasn't released in the UK. It's Japan, North America, and Taiwan, I think, by the looks of it. Yeah, Taiwan. Um, but it looks like we, we actually reviewed it in um, Megavisions. Or, yeah, it was a review, yeah, in Megavisions uh, a couple of issues ago, I think. And was it last issue? Issue five, yeah. Um, and it looks pretty cool. Like... When I was reading the review, I was like, this looks good. So I actually went on YouTube and looked at it. I was like, this seems pretty fun. Like, quite an interesting take on the whole survival horror style genre. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, I'd like to play that as well. Um, Yeah, Yeah, we should should maybe live stream it one of these days. Yeah, well, if you've got the game. I do have it. The only thing is I just need to figure out how to set up my Dreamcast to be able to live stream (laughs) from uh, Mixer. Because mixer is the future. That's what we're uh, that's what we're going with now, right, Graham? We're going to start using oh, this yeah, mixer. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm so. I, I still haven't used it yet, but it looks pretty simple to work. I mean, can you do that? Can you just stream? I think as long as you can, as long as I can get it hooked up and like streamed through my computer. Uh, oh no way! That's... And I can do it with oh. my Avermedia. Um, yeah, like Game Portable Live .net whatever it's called uh i I should be able to do it with that yeah if you can stream that then yes yes yeah Yeah. (laughs) awesome um so we did have one question graham and i'm gonna let you answer this one okay it's not on the outline so you have no idea what it's gonna be this is exciting so at hypersonic fan asks Will you be doing Sage Expo coverage? Because I've got a trailer or two I want to showcase. Ooh. So, Graham, you have to answer this one. Oh, man. I mean, to be fair, we haven't really covered Sage Expo in the past, have we? So, for those uh, listeners out there and for me who don't know what Sage is, what is it? <laughs> I know it's a, a Sonic for, thing. Yeah, yeah, it's a Sonic... So, sorry, yeah, it's a Sonic sort of um, fan game... Um, like event almost um they they basically open up to for any sort of i guess indie developers or fan people who want to show off either sonic fan games or even sometimes um sonic hacks that they might have been working on Um, why don't we cover that graham i don't know um (laughs) it's it's not that (laughs) i I don't think we've ever like refused to cover it but it's it's one of those things that kind of um we we just don't know when it's happening, really. Um, I guess it not, is like you've got to be very past. like deep in the the Sonic community to to really, I think, understand what's what, like all the different games. Because I think some of it's like hacks, and I don't know. It's 
it's hard. It's it's hard for me to to really know all the stuff. It takes a lot. I mean, it takes a lot of reading and like figuring out what game is what and and what's different about this game, what's new, and you know, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Am yeah. I? Uh, so I don't know. Maybe I would like to cover it. You know, it would be fun. But um, yeah, send us something. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. Um, I think also not. Sorry, just re- realizing. It, I think it was. I just actually quickly double checked to see when it was actually on. It wasn't on every year. It was kind of starting two thousand. The next one's two thousand five, six, seven, eight, nine, and then it's sort of yeah. Then it's been sporadic almost. It seems uh, this one's going to be July twenty eighth through August fourth. So we got some time. Yeah, that's cool. That's some time. Yeah, and some really good games have come out of it, actually. Um, I think I'm right in saying that um, Sonic Utopia uh, came out from Sage, um, and that that's probably the best example of a 3D Sonic game I've ever played. It's so freaking good. It's only a demo. It's like a one single demo level, and I actually tried to show both you and Martin, Chris, this this demo, but I was trying to run the game on my computer and sort of stream it so that you could see it and it wasn't working basically like i could play and play it fine but you guys couldn't really see what was happening um that was also because that there was like a 10 second delay with twitch or whatever other thing we were using. yeah so yeah it's kind of that wasn't really the best maybe we can with mixer we can probably get this right we can that's why it's the <laughs> yeah. future yeah so yeah um okay you know what let's let's try and cover sage this year let's do this all right yeah to challenge on question, we'll do it yeah all right so you might have to remind me when it's happening because i'm gonna forget <laughs> <laughs> okay i'm gonna uh I'm, I'm gonna tweet him back right now i'm gonna say graham just said on the nerd cast uh. that <laughs> we're going to cover sage this year email him all the news and videos you got <laughs> To Graham at SegaNerds.com. Actually, please don't send it to that because I never actually check that email. Just send it to SegaNerds at gmail.com. We'll oh, get damn it. Damn it. Dude, I Why I don't you check your SegaNerds email, you son of a bitch? Because it doesn't. I, uh, I never really set it up and I don't really look oh, yeah. at it. And I kept getting porn things and, you know. You know. <laughs> With attention. But, um, I think now's a good time for me to announce my retirement from Sega Nerds. So it's all on you, Chris. Yes. You son of a bitch. I know I already sent the tweet, so you still have to do it. Ah, okay. Right, fine. (laughs) (laughs) All right, tweet sent. Um, Let's see here. Uh, Oh, Graham, so why don't you answer the question? What Sega game do you most want in your collection and why? Oh, my God. No, now you've actually put it on me. Jeez. Um, I can't think of any games. All right, I'll go first and you you can think. Oh my god. Uh, okay, so there's two. Two games, but if I had to choose one, it would probably be Snatcher. Okay. Uh, because I am a, a really, really big Blade Runner fan. And I I just love the aesthetic of that game. And I, I really, really want to play it. And it would make me very happy to go and look on my game shelf and see Snatcher looking back at me. Um, I, I want that game. Outside of that, uh, the only other game that r- is really high on my list is Panzer Dragoon Saga because I've never yeah. played it before and I really, really want to. Um, 
Well, I'll, I will own those games at one at one point, at some point. It's not going to be this year because I'm going to be buying Dreamcast games. But after that, I'm coming for you, Snatcher. I'm going to snatch yeah. the Snatcher. You're going to give I, me some Snatch. <laughs> I'm er. still not sure exactly what what game I'd really want, to be honest. Um, oh, that's really bad. Do you, do you know what? Actually, no. What I'd want in my collection in a perfect dream world would be the original Sega Arcade Rally game. Uh, like, Sega Rally Arcade Machine, basically. Because um, that is still, probably to date, my favourite racing game of all time. I don't think it's ever been beaten. Um, it, you know, be, everyone's going to be screaming and be going, yeah, there's loads of great ga- racing games that have beaten it, but I just love that game so much. Um, and I just love that in my collection. Just the, f- the, the sit-down arcade cabinet. That'd be freaking amazing. Um, yeah. Or, actually, just had another thought, <laughs> the pod racing arcade game that Sega made. We know where you actually got like the big pods and you can pull the handles. That's pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Yeah, it was. It seems like or they're the in... Sega Star Wars arcade game. That was also awesome. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have a lot of games. Or the House of Dead arcade game, because I love that game. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah, I think Sega Rally would be a freaking amazing. Yeah, I think it would be. <laughs> so there you got. Uh, so yeah, uh, let us know what uh, what games that you want in your collection. You can email us at SegaNerds at gmail dot com, and we will read it uh, on the next Nerdcast. So cool. yeah. Uh, so that's going to do it for the mailbag. That's all we had. Let's go into the community section, Graham, which is always your favorite section of the Nerdcast. Cool. Why don't you uh, let us know what's been happening around the Sega community? Okay, yeah. So uh, Sonic Triple Trouble has or is being reimagined as a 16-bit fan game. Um, So if you don't know, uh, Sonic Triple Trouble was originally released on the Game Gear, which is obviously an 8-bit machine. Um, It was, as far as I'm aware, it was Game Gear exclusive. I don't think it was on... I could be wrong here. It might have been on the Master System as well, but it wasn't released on anything else at the time. Um, Sega Forever. (laughs) <laughs> just kidding um yeah and um uh indie developer um noah copeland um has been it basically released a sort of teaser trailer to say hey imagine if this was like a 16-bit sonic game and um and he um put it out there and um sort of showed the old 8-bit game running and then his new reimagined 16-bit sonic game um and it's, it looks really exciting because it's um, Noah Copeland actually helped work on Overbound Games' um, Sonic Time Twisted, which was an, mm. an indie Sonic the Hedgehog game, and it's actually one of the best two examples of a 2D Sonic the Hedgehog game I've played, especially by an indie developer, um, to the point that I thought it was actually as good as a lot of uh, modern Sega Sonic games. Um, probably better, in fact, in some... It's rough around the edges in certain areas, but it's a really good top top game, and it was actually... It wasn't just a hack. It was a, from the ground up. They they built this game, um, and it was really good. And this um, Sonic Sonic Triple Trouble 16-bit version is using the same engine as Sonic Time Twisted. So the engine works brilliantly, so I'm happy with that. And uh, the game's looking really good, so I'm very excited by it. Um... Yeah, so um, they they released some of the features that, that basically the whole game's been um, created in the 16-bit style, like from the ground up almost. Um, they're using the same sort of accurate Sonic physics. Um, you can play as Sonic and Tails. Uh, gamepad is supported. 
and they're doing new remixes of the Triple Trouble um, songs, um, which is done actually done by Noah Copeland. Uh, yeah, so it haven't they haven't said a date yet, but they said it's a fan game and expected to be completed soon. So that's exciting. So I'm hoping in the next few months, maybe or by the end of the year, definitely. Uh, I'm, I'm expecting it, uh, barring any major things, because it is a fan game. It is an indie game. They're and, on that Sega release timeline. So oh yes, <laughs> we'll, we'll get it. We'll, we'll let you know when it's ready. Uh, don't hold out hope. But no, I'm, I'm sure they they'll they'll be coming out with it uh, relatively soon. I'm I'm looking forward to this. I I just I I love these 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 type of games that come out. Yeah. Um, Sonic Time Twisted was really good. I did play it too, Graham. Yeah, uh, very very good game. Yeah, I was very happy with that. There's almost like tied me over until Sonic Mania came out, and um, yeah, I really got a kick out of Sonic Time Twisted. I thought it was such a fun game. Um, yeah, you can keep up to date with um, the Sonic Triple Trouble 16-bit remake over at the ga- over at Game Jolt. He has got Game Jolt paid set up. Last time I checked it, though, it actually didn't really have any updates on it. It just sort of said it's basically been set up. Um, or you can follow uh, at Noah Copeland on Twitter. Um, yeah, and it's just yeah, check it out. It's very exciting. Very very exciting stuff. Uh, all right, I. I think that's going to wrap up the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, as always, you can follow us on Twitter. It's at Sega Nerds. Uh, Facebook, at The Sega Nerds. Uh, be sure to uh, check out the website. Uh, like we said earlier, that we've uh, we've given it a little bit of a, a slight makeover. We still have some more work and uh, some more things on our to-do list. But uh, check out SegaNerds.com. Uh, always go there for all your Sega news. Uh, we update yeah. it uh, basically daily with uh, all the latest and greatest Sega news. Also, check out Mega Visions Magazine. It is our bi-monthly magazine dedicated to all things Sega and Atlas. It's an interactive and digital magazine designed for all your smart devices. So that includes your PC, your phone, your tablet, everything. It's designed specifically for those devices. It has all sorts of neat and nifty uh, like photos, uh, music, videos, all sorts of things. It's a really, really cool magazine. So go check that out. And I think yeah. there are, it's, it's a what, $3.99 an issue uh, out there. So uh, check it out and uh, and be part of the cool kids. Yeah. Read Megavisions. To quickly tie in with one of our things earlier, which I forgot to mention, um, when we talk about uh, World Series Baseball 2K2 online functionality being restored by Shuoma, we actually have an interview with Shiroma and uh, a guy called Kazade, uh, or Kazard, I don't know how they actually pronounce his name. Uh, but they're two of the, as we mentioned, uh, he's been, Shiroma's been working on getting all these games online. And Kazade, or Kazard, he's actually the guy who invented the Dream Pie. So it's kind of like a joint interview between the two of them about getting the Dreamcast back, back online and stuff. So it's, if you want to know more about that and what the process they went through and stuff and where it all came from, We've got it in the magazine, this coming issue. So, yeah, very exciting stuff. I almost said something about it, but I didn't know if you were going to get mad at me, Graham. What? Like, because you, you like to keep that kind of stuff as surprises sometimes. Oh, okay. Well, and you then know, you're I, like, wait, why are you telling everyone everything that we're going to have in the magazine already? <laughs> no, we can te- so. we can give them teasers. Just don't, ex- don't say they said this. <laughs> we want them to read it. Um don't <sighs> tell them that they're bringing Shinmu online and porting it to the Dreamcast and, yes, and releasing it later in 2018. Do, do not tell them that. <laughs> and <laughs> they're right. also bringing Fantasy Online 2 to the Dreamcast. Yes. Don't, don't. Oh, oh, wait. <laughs> oh. 
Uh, so, Graham, you're going to be leaving us here really soon. And not forever, but just for a little <laughs> bit. You're going to be going uh, to uh, the great outdoors, right? To uh, the Earth's armpit is what we what God. some people like to call it, right? Um, other people don't like to call it that. I'm going to Australia <laughs> for a few weeks. I don't call it that. I'm just saying the other people call it oh, that. Oh, the other, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I would never call it that. <laughs> um yeah no yeah going to australia for a few weeks with my girlfriend and yeah um i I might i might be available to jump on online for a podcast maybe when i'm out there you gotta check out go go at least try to find some some neat uh retro game stores right while you're out there like get some content for sega nerds and megavisions while you're there that's what you (laughs) need to do instead of worrying about spending time with your girlfriend and her family, like, find a way how you can make this a beneficial trip for the website and the magazine. Is what okay, you need to do it. that challenge accepted. <laughs> it may not work out that way. But Maybe we'll you can find that that uh, Sega Rally arcade that you've always been wanting. Oh, imagine taking that that back on the plane. <laughs> That'd be you might have to come back by ship. Put her on the yeah. plane. You come back on ship with the, uh, or yeah, better yet, sit. you stay on the plane. You have her come on the ship with the the arcade and have her. Oh no! Uh, I'm sitting in that arcade on the ship the whole journey. <laughs> I'm driving the boat, fashion. <laughs> that would be hilarious. That would be oh, hilarious. That'd be so, great. All right, that's going to do it for uh, this week's podcast. We will be back uh, probably here in a couple of weeks. I uh, can't guarantee that we'll be back next week, but uh, we will certainly be back as soon as possible to bring you all the latest and greatest Sega news. That is going to do it for this week's Nerdcast. We will see you next time. Take it easy. Awesome. Catch you later, guys. I'm a cow, and I know trouble when I see it. This is Sonic Triple Trouble, new for Game Gear, featuring the evil Dr. Robotnik, Knuckles, and Mac. But that trouble ain't nothing compared to this. Oh, ow, ow, hey, ow, ow, ow.